재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, it's a cliche by now, but we live in a digital world. It does seem like digital technologies are having a huge impact on the way people learn, play, socialize. Certainly 2015 was an invent, eventful year for the tech sector. Uh, there were technologies that uh, were buzzwords, wearables, 3D printing, drones, the Internet of Things. Now, there are certainly some opportunities, but there are also perhaps some things to look forward to as we head into 2016. And joining us uh, for a look at some of the top trends for the year 2016, very pleased to have joining us a uh, futurologist and chief executive of Global, Global Futures and Foresight from the UK, David A. Smith. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I suppose we can just start right off the bat. Uh, what are some of the uh, hot technology trends that you've recognized from this uh, past year, 2015? Uh, for, for 2015, I think you mentioned pretty much most of the things that have mattered this year. I'd probably add to your list of 3D and drone and all these sorts of things, the emergence of um, second-generation virtual reality and probably the start of sort of cognitive computing. Mm -hmm. That's beginning to be more important to us, I guess. But uh, otherwise, I think you've got it pretty well spot on. Wearables and connectedness and uh, all of the devices that we're beginning to learn that operate our world around us um, and the connecting of those devices, the Internet of Things or everything, is pretty exciting. As far as 2016 is concerned, are, are there anything, um, is there anything new that we should learn about or is it going to be more of an evolution or a continuation of uh, some of the uh, factors of 2015? Again, I think there's, a, there's a, probably a couple of sort of new things um, that are, well, you know, are they new? Are they continuations? Very often with any new technology, you can see its, its provenance over the last 5, 10, 15 years even, which is quite interesting. But anyway, the, um, my own view or our own view is that certainly uh, technology moving to the edge more and more. So that's more mobile, that's more connectedness, that's more devices, that's more automated homes, that's more automated cars, that's more automated everything. So the move to the edge, which, if you like, is a continuation um, uh, of automation, um, certainly, we're gonna, this 2016, I would say, is the year of virtual reality. Mm -hmm. So with, with Oculus and the, the gear we've experienced this year, the, the uh, Rift, as of March, I think we'll start seeing some really interesting take-up and some applications developing around that. And um, mobility is going to be, again, a key issue as we connect ourselves with our transport and homes and education better and better. I suppose um, how we use the tech is, is what's becoming more interesting with uh, you know the eBay, Uber, Airbnb sort of examples of digital platforms. I think that's going to be one of the most exciting things to see 2016. You know, what is next? And you can look at many industries where they can be completely changed um, due to the same digital platforms being put in place. And I guess you can't ignore anything about 2016 and you can't ignore blockchain either. When when you just mentioned uh, companies like Airbnb and and Uber, but we've seen sort of an ensuing backlash, uh, particularly in in Silicon Valley, where uh, perhaps the old guard or, or the people who say that this may uh, come with some uh, negative side effects, uh, the whole uh, sharing economy or whatever you want to call it, and how you mm. define employees and how how you define goods and services. Those those challenges will remain, and we're going to con constantly see a bit of a battle between the two forces, right? Old models aren't going away anytime soon, and there's many regulated markets where they're hard to dislodge anyway. So let's be clear that not, not every market is open to that sort.
in the first phase of understanding what digital platforms look like uh, and how you build them and, uh, and what um, protection you need to put in place for consumers around them and for providers. So we're in the early flush of whole new business models being developed across the, pla- the, the planet. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few failures. I wouldn't be surprised if, if there is a, there's a lot of pushback. I mean, Uber's created an awful lot of um, controversy wherever they've set up right. in the world because they're dislodging people's you know, invested effort and time to become useful taxi drivers with the knowledge, and Uber's basically thrown that out the window. When we talk about how the economies have now been transformed by these uh, tech firms, uh, whether we call them innovative or not, and this idea that software is eating the world, uh, in terms of the future and in terms of people, uh, the cliche now, I think it is, where everyone is saying you have to learn to code if you want to be viable. Is is that also going to be a very significant, if, if not in 2016, but the transformation of how people approach occupations? Well, there's a lot of change around occupations. Number one is that an awful lot of the work we currently look forward to doing is going to be automated in a very short time. So. We need to hold our careers very loosely in our hands and think about what our core skills are as human beings. So there's a lot of change in the the world of work, a dramatic amount, in fact. And and we'll start seeing that playing out from around about now um, with uh, analytics and uh, software automation and software robotics being implemented in some of the most prosaic industries like insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whole sectors like the call center industry are going to be transformed from... Uh, if you like, sweatshops of, of low-paid labor, and I don't mean to be unkind to people working in them, they, they work very hard, but under difficult conditions, uh, to probably places you would aspire to work because the, the software and the systems will deal with the day-to-day issues and you'll be dealing with more complex uh, issues um, with the public or even with professionals. So we're going to see whole industries transformed as to what they are now to what they can become. So you may have 90% less call centre agents, but that's you've all got master's degrees or or, or above yeah. uh, because of the role they're taking. So that's the sort of change we're going to see, quite frankly, in the world of work. This is maybe kind of getting into a more esoteric realm, but uh, your fe- fellow futurologist uh, from Google, Ray Kurzweil, a lot's been said about the singularity and how artificial yeah. intelligence will eventually make it so humans may not even have to work. You can even, uh, amazingly, I suppose, bring people back from the dead. You essentially, potentially, may never die. Uh, are these kind of things pipe dreams, or are, are, are they actually founded in some pretty tangible uh, evidence that we've seen so far? Well, if you follow gerontology, which is the study of aging, there are people at Cambridge University, for example, at the leading edge of this, people like Aubrey de Grey, and they're talking about, in our lifetime, people having life expectancies of up to 500 years. Mm-hmm. And the causes of aging, the seven causes, um, people are beginning to work on remedies for each of those causes. And if you think about the world's population makeup, you've got an awful lot of money uh, held by the over 50s who are aging rapidly, who would like to look younger and be younger. So there's an enormous amount of effort and work going into um, life preservation, quality of life, uh, preservation and even looks so that's number one so can we live a lot longer theoretically yes we can live almost forever I and mean, some animals uh, you know mammals do not have an aging process in them so folks are trying to emulate that for us human beings that we may get to be four five six hundred years old but that's um you know where we are today in the thinking of it and there's remedies uh, to some degree partial remedies for two of those seven 
causes of aging. Uh, on the other hand, um, artificial intelligence is the latest form of automation. We, we automated, I mean, I seem to remember reading an article saying that the first automation that caused con, um, concern was in 1585 when Queen Elizabeth I was concerned the stocking-making machine would make her subjects unemployed. <laughs> and we've seen manual work uh, automated, we've seen clerical work automated by data processing and computers, we've seen managerial uh, roles disappear thanks to decision making software, and now, of course, we're seeing professional roles. The good news is that these tools are first used by professionals and ultimately by end users. So we're in the sphere now where professionals will have access to fantastic tools to make them more productive, and us will get better outcomes, whether we're seeing physicians uh, or our accountants. So the good news in the first place, but then they do disrupt. Mm. And now I don't believe that we'll have... Um, six-day weekends and one-day work because that was first forecast in 1950 when the first automation came and it's never happened. We'll keep ourselves gamefully employed but not doing the things we do today. All right, fascinating stuff. I really wish we had more time to discuss this, but we are going to have to leave it there. Uh, David A. Smith, uh, appreciate your time despite your busy schedule and Happy New Year to you, sir. You're very welcome. Happy New Year to you as well, Henry. Chief Executive of Global Futures and Foresight, David A. Smith. We are going to turn to part four of the program on our New Year's Day special. Stay tuned.